Hi, I'm Sophie, and you're listening to Navigating New York, a podcast where I chat with people living and working in one of the most fast-paced cities in the world. Through these conversations, I hope to make living in the Big Apple a little less overwhelming. As the song goes, if you can make it here, you'll make it anywhere. So whether you're living here now, planning to move, or just interested in hearing real stories from people pursuing that American dream, I hope that you enjoy. On this week's episode, I chat to Magdara Hosty, who I had the pleasure of meeting this summer in New York when he was over to officially launch Project Empower. Project Empower, if you haven't heard, has been an attempt by two Irish men to row across the Atlantic Ocean from New York all the way to Galway for charity, unsupported in a six metre ocean rowing boat. In June of this year, Damien Brown and Fergus Farrell rowed out of the Hudson River past the Statue of Liberty and out onto the North Atlantic Ocean to begin what would be a very unpredictable journey. With a goal of beating a world record of rowing 5,000 kilometres in 55 days, Damien and Fergus started strong. However, after two weeks out at sea, due to a serious medical condition, Fergus had to be removed from the boat and Project Empower has since been one man rowing, now for about three months across the Atlantic, and this weekend, Damien is set to finally reach Galway Bay. Magdara has been pivotal in the Project Empower team. From start to finish, he has overseen much of the preparation, fundraising and management of this unique project. I talked to him about how Project Empower came about, how he as a business consultant worked with the team to fund the mission, the four chosen charities, and how inspirational it has been to be able to track the journey live and, of course, the penultimate homecoming for Damien in Galway this weekend. If you want to support Project Empower, go to projectempower.ie, follow along on Instagram at projectempower2022, and I highly recommend checking out Damien's podcast, which he records live from the boat on the Atlantic, and it's called Deep Roots. Also, if you happen to be in the West of Ireland this weekend, Damien's approximate homecoming time will be posted on the Project Empower socials. I hope you enjoyed this chat with Mag. I'm doing good, thank God. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Really good. Thank you. And just I can't believe that it's 100 days and Damien's almost in Galway. There you go, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, taken a lot longer than any of us expected with uh, many twists and turns that we hadn't anticipated, but uh, we're nearly there now, thank God. Oh my God, it's been it's been <laughs> enthralling. Like To watch the journey and the ups and downs, as you say, I just have so much admiration for the whole team. So I'm thank you. delighted that you're at this stage yes. now. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Magdara, I am absolutely thrilled to have you on Navigating New York. This podcast focuses mostly on people who live in New York or people who've spent time here, very much with an Irish-American undertone to our conversations. And I feel very lucky to have got to meet you three months ago when you were here in New York launching Project Empower. And I had the great honor of meeting both Damien Brown and Fergus Farrell before they set off on this incredible journey, this voyage. So first off, I'm just delighted to have you and have you make this time at a very 
very busy time for you. So I guess I'll just get started by asking you to introduce yourself and to tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Project Empower. Uh, well, thanks so much for the invite. It's kind of strange for me to be on a podcast called Navigating New York, considering I can't make my way from Central Park to Times Square without getting lost. But um, anyway, be that as it may, I'm delighted to be here. Mac Darrow Hostie is my name, as you said. Uh, most people call me Mac because it's a lot easier, although I'm sure even in New York, you'll find people who could tell you what they call me behind my back. But to my face anyway, Mac is what they what they say. I'm a business consultant. By day, I, um, I focus on business planning and strategic business advice for projects in tourism, leisure and place. So that's what I do to earn a crust. And then by night, I help people row the North Atlantic. I know I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> so how did I get involved in this project? About 20 uh, years ago now, maybe a little bit more, I was managing uh, a rugby team uh, called Galwegians Rugby Club. And our first team at the time was playing in the first division of the All-Ireland League. And I was fortunate enough to be the manager of that team. And on that team, we had two young fellas by the name of Fergus Farrell and Damien Brown. And that's when I first met the lads. And, uh, you know, time moves on and people go on to do different things and explore different avenues and so on and so forth. The game of rugby was just sort of turning professional at the time. And Damien was offered a professional contract with Connacht Rugby. So in Ireland, you've got the clubs, which would be at Galwegian's level. And then you've got uh, the professional game, which exists at provincial level. So the provinces, Connacht, Ulster, Munster and Leinster play professionally. They've got full squads, all the kind of infrastructure around a professional team that you'd expect uh, in any sport. And Damien, the game had been amateur up to that point and it was turning professional. And the system in Ireland was that the provinces became full-time professional teams competing against teams in um, Italy, Wales and Scotland. Damien got offered a professional contract, started playing rugby with Connacht and went off then to play for Leinster, won a European Cup with them. Leinster would be, for those of your listeners who aren't really into rugby, Leinster would be one of the premier teams in world rugby. And Damien played for them and then went off to play in England with one of the premier teams there, Northampton, then in France and so on. And Fergus, or Gussie, as we as we know him in our part of the world, Gussie finished up his, his playing career and started a bus company and uh, went off doing his, his thing. Anyway, time rolls on and rolled forward to 2017. And I'm walking through Air Square in Galway and I see this big man mountain coming towards me. For those of you that don't know, Damien is uh, six foot seven and uh, quite large. And it's Damien. And I go, geez, I haven't seen him for a long time. He had just retired from rugby. And um, what are you doing now? Well, I'm going to row across the Atlantic. Uh, this was the first time he rode the Atlantic. And I said, what? what? You're going across the Atlantic? What are you doing that for? Well, I want to raise money for a few charities that are close to my heart. And uh, I said, well, look, if you need any help, just famous last words be very careful what you say when you meet a big man mountain walking across their square in Galway so I said well if you need any help with that well now that you mention it it would be good if you could come on board and help with the fundraising uh, for the charities so I did that and then Damien completed the Talisker challenge which was a row across the southern Atlantic 
from the Canaries in Spain to Antigua. So then he came back and we met for a coffee and so on. And I stupidly asked, what are you going to do next? Well, I'm going to roll the Atlantic the other way. And of course, I said, well, if you need any help with that. <laughs> and so that's how I ended up in the project. And in between times, Damien has also climbed five of the seven highest peaks on the continents, tempted Everest and just through no fault of his own, his at, um, I think, the second last camp before the summit, all the Sherpas got COVID and they had to come back so he, he didn't get the summit so he's done a lot of other things in the meantime but how did I get involved in the project I managed a rugby team 20 years ago and here I am today Wow Mark, I think it sort of encapsulates the relationship and the strength in the bond you have with both Damien and Gussie and I really have been struck just to sort of give our listeners a little bit of an idea of how I find out about Project Empower is and so my husband is a Galway man and we live here in New Jersey um, and he is a big rugby fan, has known Damien, you know, Damien would be a big name in Ireland. It was one one weekend in May and Brian was on Instagram, had had saw that Damien had posted that he was actually really close to where we live in Liberty Landing Marina in New Jersey with Fergus Farl, with Gussie. Brian started to tell me, you know, these two men from Galway are about to row across the Atlantic from New York to Galway. And like you, as you met Damien in Air Square, I was like, what? Why Why would they do a thing like that? Are they like all there in the head? This is This is a crazy <laughs> challenge. And on their Instagram, they had invited people to come down and and say hi and see the boat. So we were straight in the car and went down. And I just will never forget that day because firstly, the two of them are really are larger than life, both physically and personally. They're so personable and kind. They both have very, very compelling reasons to do something like this. And we were just automatically inspired and wanted to know more and follow the journey because of how well put together this project has been anyone who's been following along and a lot of people a lot of Irish people in New York are aware both because of the symbolism of it being that connection of Irish America New York to the west coast of Ireland you know starting on the Hudson River passing the Statue of Liberty it has both historical meaning and it symbolizes so much today but what I thought was the most shocking thing was when I actually saw the boat that these two <laughs> giant men were going to get in to um, this Cushla yeah. McCree. How, how many metres long is the boat, Mac? Uh, about six and a half metres long and about a metre and a half wide. Wow. Wow. Like to think, yeah. to, to see it in person was, it's a beautiful boat, but let's actually talk a little bit about the journey. So sure. um, can you bring us back to the, to the starting phase of Project Empower? Sure. It was a, a coffee shop in Salt Hill in Galway about uh, three and a half years ago. That's when it started. And Damien uh, was adamant that he wanted to do this expedition as a pair. So his first role was as a solo oarsman and he wanted to do this as a pair. And he wanted to create a platform that would do good. This was one of the key drivers for, for the expedition. And um Damien's, I suppose, major purpose for those of you that are following his podcast, which is called Not To Be uh, Taking no, Time Away please. From This Wonderful Podcast, but his podcast is called Deep Roots. And any of you that might be listening to that will know that Damien is, is searching for our true potential. And he believes that 
we find that potential in the darkest depths that really extreme challenges bring us to. So there's nothing more extreme than rowing the North Atlantic. More people have been to space, have uh, climbed Everest, than have rowed the North Atlantic. So it's just not something that's done very often for very good reason. So, so Damien wanted to learn uh, more about our potential as human beings. Uh, and he wanted to use that learning then to help more of us understand what our true potential might be and how to achieve it. And uh, we also wanted to create a platform that would benefit those that might be less well off than ourselves. So between us, we came up with Project Empower, which is the, the project that encapsulates the row and everything around it. And of course, the first thing we had to do to create this platform that would do good is resource the project. We, we, you know, we had to get a boat. We had to equip the boat. We had to get the boat to New York because you can't row from New York to Galway unless the boat's in New York. And uh, we had to get someone sitting in the boat with Damien or Damien had to get somebody sitting in the boat with him. Originally, it was going to be his brother, Andrew, um, who's also quite a, an infamous rugby player in his own right, also a former professional rugby player. And circumstances changed for Andrew. It just wasn't feasible for Andrew to commit. And uh, Damien and Gussie have been lifelong friends. Gussie had just, he had suffered a traumatic spinal cord injury at work. He was just lifting something and almost severed his spine completely. And Damien had watched Gussie through that recovery. He was told he'd never walk again. And Gussie doesn't really take no for an answer, um, as you know, because you've met him. Yeah, so having been told that he'd never walk again, he set his sights on doing just that. He, he made the decision that he was going to walk from his hospital bed to the front door of the National Rehabilitation Hospital in Dunleary, Ireland, when it came time for him to leave. And that's what he did. Then he decided that that walk wasn't long enough. So he was going to walk from the site of the accident in Athenry in County Galway to the National Rehabilitation Hospital in Dunleary, which is 206 kilometres. And he was going to use that project to raise money for the hospital. So he did that and uh, raised 70,000 euros. And Damien had watched Gussie through this sort of process and felt that Gussie had what it took to complete an ocean row. So Damien asked Gussie and he just jumped at the chance. He, he was more than happy. Now, just for, for, for the listeners, Gussie isn't fully recovered by any means. Um, he has no feeling in his feet. He has serious balance issues. If he closes his eyes while he's standing up, he'll fall over. Um, so it's not like he's you know fully recovered hunky-dory, but he's made a recovery that everybody thought he wouldn't. And um, so he committed. And so we, we, we had a partner for, for Damien. And then we just had to get a boat. Damien, from having completed the previous role, knew who he wanted to design the boat. He had ideas around how we wanted the boat to be designed and he also knew who we wanted to build the boat so to make a long story a little bit shorter we said about fundraising the cost of the project is in the hundreds of thousands of dollars and the boat is a handmade bespoke piece of unique equipment that isn't cheap and then all the equipment etc that goes with it we couldn't couldn't 
there's no possible way that we could, in our wildest dreams, have picked a worse time to go about launching this project because we set off right at the start of the pandemic. You, you couldn't have scripted. If we had tried to pick a worse time, we wouldn't have been able. Every major corporate were battening down the hatches, cutting off all sponsorship budgets, all CSR budgets, all marketing budgets, everything. I had meeting after meeting after meeting with major brand names who were really well-intentioned, who we had got you know a good long way down the road with, only to be told by their brand manager, their sponsorship manager, oh, I'm really sorry, I've just got a notification from our finance department that we've stopped all spend. Sorry, can't help you. So that was a kick in the guts. and uh, But we kept at it, we kept at it, we kept at it. And the ocean rowing mindset is that, and, and this is one of Damien's mantras, persistence beats resistance every time. And so we just persisted and persisted and persisted. Um, and we raised uh, just about enough money, still probably not there yet, but we're, we're good enough. And uh, we managed to build a platform that allowed the road to happen. You know, we got fantastic partners on board like uh, Radix, for example, Radix from New Zealand who were uh, the food suppliers. Uh, like, it's incredible the amount of calories that the guys needed to equip the boat with in order to fuel their bodies for the row. And Radix are just uh, a nutrition specialist and they, they specialize in creating food products for adventurers and elite athletes like Damien uh, and Gussie. So they, they came on board and, and they're using the expedition to measure the efficacy of, of some of their product and so on. So we're really lucky in that regard. And then we had other partners come on board who, who brought much needed money to the table. People like um, the Project Foundry, people like Surset in Ireland, fantastic indigenous Irish company called Galway Bay brewery who who are selling online and people are free to go and look at them and then we had you know people like heli hansen came on board with product because you know clothing etc is really important we had fantastic support in new york john fitzpatrick and the fitzpatrick hotel group helping us with accommodation and lots of other people who uh, you know dug deep because while damien as it's finished up now it's become a solo role but and it's just one person, one man rowing across the ocean. But it's literally has taken hundreds of people to put them there. And and the the support, the the smallest piece of support from the complete stranger that we never met, who just came onto our crowdfunding campaign and and threw a few bob in the hat, right up to the really big donations and the very significant help from people like Radix. Every single bit of it was important because without that help, we would not be here. Damien and Gussie would not have pushed off from uh, Chelsea Harbour and Damien wouldn't be rowing into Galway Docks very soon. Mike, there's so many interesting points that you've made there. Thank you so much because you've laid this out in a way that just shows how multi-layered Project Empower really is. And that was what really struck me, I think, at the beginning when, you know, when you learn about what this is, it, it was originally a world record attempt to get across the Atlantic in 55 days. This is so much more than just a world record. The depth to not just this project, but to all of you who are involved in the team and, you know, hearing... Gussie and 
Damien talk about the why behind this mission, not just to raise funds for charity, not just to have this larger than life experience, but to give people hope, especially everything that Gussie has went through and to have the strength and the courage to try something like this with Damien. I've said to everybody I meet, anyone I'm talking to, my piece of advice is if you're ever feeling a little uninspired or you're ever feeling a bit low, put on the Deep Roots podcast and listen to Damien out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Because if you ever think you're struggling, (laughs) you you can just hear him and Mm. his presence of mind Mm. and his passion. You know, it was obviously a very sad moment when Gossie, unfortunately, had to be removed because of a medical issue from the boat. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Before I I maybe jump into that, you remind me of a funny story about Damien's podcast, if I may. So I was chatting to, um, I I bumped into a a guy at a meeting I was at recently and you know, he said, oh, you, you're you're helping Damien Brown, aren't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. He said, God, that podcast is brilliant. But sometimes I feel really guilty listening to it. And I, well, <laughs> why would you feel guilty listening to his podcast? Well, he, you know, he's I'm, I, I kind of listen to it when I'm going to work in the mornings in my car. And there he is talking about, you know, his trials and his tribulations and storms and capsizes and losing oars and freezing cold and wet sleeping bags and all sorts of discomfort. And I'm kind of just worried about my air conditioning not working right <laughs> in the car. And I, I just feel a bit guilty about that, you know. So, but um, so yeah, um, uh, Gussie. So the one thing you can't ever do in training for rowing an ocean is row an ocean because it's not something you, you do every day of the week. And um, like Damien had laid out a very uh, rigorous and robust physical training program for Gussie, which he stuck to, to be fair to him, in preparation and preparing his body for, for taking on this incredible endeavor. And uh, part of our plans was that Damien would, so Damien lives in Australia now, and uh, the boat is in Ireland, Gussie's in Ireland, and the expedition starts in New York, like as if we didn't make it difficult enough for ourselves you know why not do it on three different continents you know so part of our plans were that Damien would um, come back to Ireland for about 10 days in around March or April time and that we had organized to get Cushla McCree uh, towed out beyond the continental shelf uh, which would be about 250 odd nautical miles off the west coast of Ireland and then they would row back in so that would be, you know, maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine nights of, you know, full immersion into what the total experience would be like. And that would be a test for for Gussie to see, well, how would his body react? Because, you know, it's one thing to be going in there fully able bodied, but having had the injury that he had, we just wanted to be sure. Unfortunately, um, as has been the case on many occasions during this project, the weather uh, decided not to play ball mother nature had other ideas and we could not complete that training exercise so we got uh, some we got a good few hours out on Galway Bay but nothing like what we had expected so we didn't really know how would Gussie's body react until Gussie left and unfortunately like 12 13 days into it his blood oxygen levels uh, started to diminish and after Gussie's accident, he was in hospital recovering from his operation and the same thing happened. 
and they uh, rushed him into surgery immediately and found clots, blood clots, which were the cause of reducing the blood oxygen levels, which are incredibly dangerous, as you know. So we immediately activated our emergency procedure, which was to call the land support officer, Chris Martin. And before anybody contacts the podcast, Sophie, Chris is not in the band. He doesn't play piano and he can't sing. He's a completely different Chris Martin. But Chris is our land support officer and our weather router. So Gussie and Damien contacted him. He listened to the situation, uh, got Gussie's symptoms and immediately patched through a call to the uh, U.S. Coast Guard flight surgeon um, who spoke directly with Gussie, asked him his symptoms and immediately said, get him off the boat. So the decision wasn't really ours. It wasn't really Damien's or Gussie's or Chris's. The U.S. Coast Guard flight surgeon said, get him off the boat. And then it was a matter of, okay, how do we do that? So they had rode just beyond a helicopter range. Um, so that wasn't an option. So the U.S. Coast Guard were looking at deploying a ship from New York so far out that would allow a helicopter to basically bounce to the boat and pick up Gussie. Um, so the helicopter would land on the U.S. Coast Guard ship, refuel, go to Cushman McCree, come back into the boat, land, refuel, and Gussie back into land. Um, but the mayday went out and there was um, a ship from Singapore, the Shenzhen, Haifan Shenzhen, and I'm probably not even pronounced it right, so my sincere apologies to the wonderful, wonderful crew and captain of that ship who came to uh, Gussie's Aid. And this is a massive, massive freight ship right beside Cushley McCree. And the worry then is, will Cushley McCree be damaged coming side by side with the ship? And thankfully, we weren't damaged that much. We were able to get Gussie off and they took such good care of him. We got him back into dry land. Then we got him through customs and immigration because he's a foreign national coming on to U.S. soil. So we had to go through all that. And then we got him to a doctor, got him checked over. He was OK to fly. And then we got him back to Ireland as quick as we could. And the good news is Gus, he's doing good. He's doing great. And I guess, um, as he'd say himself, you know, his, his body just wasn't wasn't able for it. And um, but he's good in himself. And, um, you know, he, he did absolutely everything he could. And the decision was taken out of his hands. And, you know, when someone like the U.S. flight surgeon or the flight surgeon for the U.S. Coast Guard says, get off the boat, well, you get off the boat. Mm. So, so that was that. Yeah, That was yeah. one of the more interesting days um, on, our, on Damien and Gussie's journey over the past three months. Absolutely. And I think anyone who was following, our hearts broke when we saw that Fergus had to be taken off Christian McCree obviously first concern was that he would be okay physically and then post everything and him getting back to Ireland I personally was thinking this must be such a hard thing to deal with emotionally for Gussie because he was so ready you know physically mentally and this was something you know that was out of his control that was a result of a life-changing operation and, and a whole recovery an injury that a lot of people would have assumed he would never walk again. So I think it again encapsulates the power of this project because being able to see Gussie, you know, do some talking to camera and sort of explaining to anyone following along what has been going on with him. And I see now he's doing an October challenge. He's going to be swimming in the ocean every day in Ireland for mental health. 
just again, it sort of reignites that. Yeah, and by the way, you can't swim. Just I'll between have... ourselves, no, let's let's not let a small detail like that get in the way of it, you know. <laughs> I mean, he will do anything for a good reason. I love it. I love it. But yeah. it brings me as well then, Mac, to something that I just have been so impressed by, and that is how we as the audience have been able to track every, almost every single nautical mile that Damien and beforehand Damien Gussie had gotten across the Atlantic, as well as the video content, the daily podcasts. I know more recently because of another capsize, some of the tracking devices were damaged, but the fact that we've been able to hear from Damien almost every day has to me has blown my mind at the power of technology and the preparation you guys put into this how has that been to upkeep and what have been some of the challenges for you and Chris Martin and the team in in making sure that content got received so 99.99999% of the credit for the connectivity that the public at large that we can enjoy to the project goes to Damien, as with every other aspect of the project, to be fair. So what's really required is just hard work because he's the guy that has to come off the oars in all conditions and compose his thoughts, compose himself, and then try and uh, share some lucid thoughts and comments and uh, content on what's happening for him, what what he's doing, what's coming up for him. And there's an honesty and an openness required as well that not everybody is capable of, but he certainly is. And so that's the first thing. There's no point in sharing any of this content if it isn't uh, worthy and, and if there isn't authenticity. So um like the the, the credit go, goes absolutely to Damien and then uh we have people like Alan Haverty and his team at Outlier who have helped design our website who have designed our website etc we have uh Rhea in We Thrive by Design Rhea is doing all the kind of social media posts so she is the link between the middle of the North Atlantic and the blogosphere uh, the digital sphere, etc. So everything goes up on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on LinkedIn, and on whatever platform you enjoy your podcast on through Raya. So she's been fantastic. Then Niall at Belor Media is the producer of the podcast. So he kind of edits, you know, splices it all together in a way that it's not disjointed. But Damien is the one take wonder, you know, he just, he gets his, his mind into that space and then he's able to, um, coherently after you know just imagine you know you're in a really small dark cupboard for want of a better term uh you've you're in the middle of an you can't see anything but water it's probably raining it's cold you're lying in a wet sleeping bag and you can come up with 30 minutes of fantastically lucid content that any scriptwriter, Steven Spielberg, would be delighted if he could, you know, spit it out. So, and and it just it all comes from his heart, you know. It all comes from his heart. So the technology is one thing, and we have had challenges with that. And again, it comes down to just doggedness on Damien's part. That now he has to kind of stand with a device called the Began, which is connected to his phone, and he has to hold his hand up in the air 
air pointing at the satellite in the sky and connecting with the satellite so that the content can go from his phone that he's recorded it on through the began up to the satellite and then down to you know Ray's email and uh, so how do we do it it's not how we do it it's how he does it is probably the more appropriate question and that's one of the goals you know at the outset was to share the learning was to really um, bring people as deep into uh, the experience as he could without them actually being on the boat so it's a hugely important part of this for him is to as authentically and as openly and as honestly as he can share the learning share the experience so everybody will see this is how it's done you know so um yeah all credit regarding sharing of content goes to Damien with support from from the people I've mentioned absolutely and it's been an amazing look into the kind of person Damien is by getting this content and by learning about how difficult it must be for him to even have the energy after 12, 13 hours, 14 hours of row in a day to sit down, as you say, in his wet clothes out in the middle of the Atlantic. Some of the things that he's went through on this row, firstly, it now taken double the time that it was ever intended to take multiple cap sizes <laughs> I remember I was distraught the day I heard that the stove he used to heat his food went overboard. <laughs> I just thought, no, yeah. like, and so I was, I, I checked today um, on, on his personal oil stock Instagram and he had said something like it had been 70 days without a warm meal. So to have the strength and the, the character to be able to kind of, he was laughing about it. He's obviously been in a bit of contact with you guys and his, his partner and daughter and just sometimes whenever you sit back and think about how monumental this task is and he has this very like philosophical gift that is very unique and the fact that he can take time to talk about his effort and talk about you know where his mind is at and the things he can work on if ever there is a way to inspire people you know our generation any generation to what we are capable of some days you can tell he's frustrated he's he's rode for hours and he's only got four or five miles and the winds are changing this way and the waves are coming over and it's just almost seems to me that it's after the fact that this is going to have a long lasting effect on the world and I think that I the more so. I guess that brings me to the point of how can we how can we look to support this mission more well just regarding attention you mentioned attention the person or the entity that deserves all the attention here is Damien, no question about it. You know, this is his show and it's it's it wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for him. And I'm I feel incredibly grateful to have played the small part that I've been offered the opportunity to play. You know, how can people um, assist the project? So we'd love really to to do as as much as we can for the four charities that we're we're supporting. These charities probably won't be known widely in in the US or in New York, but the work that they do is work that needs to be done all over the world. And they just happen to be the charities that are doing them in our corner of the world. So the four charities are Ability West. They're a charity in the West of Ireland that help people with disabilities achieve their true potential. And I think people will see the synergies between that very uh, important purpose and, and what we're doing in Project Empower. 
the National Rehabilitation Hospital for obvious reasons. Um, you know, go see, that's where he was cared for. And um, they're the people that looked after him and they look after everybody who has uh, any kind of an injury like what Gussie had. So, you know, and they're underfunded like hospitals are everywhere in the world. Um, so we, we wanted to help them. However dark and however difficult Damien's situation must be at times on Cushlin McCree, it can't be anywhere near as dark or near as difficult as what it must be like to be homeless. And the Galway Simon community are uh, a charity that work in our part of the world, assisting people out of homelessness. And, and we think that's a really, really worthy endeavour. And then we have Madra. Madra is the Irish word for dog that uh, most people will know. And Madra, they look after discarded dogs and they rehouse them and rehome them in homes that care for them. Our dog Molly uh, came from Madra. And Molly's a bit mad, mind you, but we love her. And uh, how many of us um, have dogs that, you know, are such important part of our family and bring so much joy to us and the thought that anybody could do anything to harm a dog in any way or, or you know, and not care for a dog properly is just unbelievable. And Damien is an ambassador for Madra. So there, there are four charity and people can help by going onto our website, projectempower.ie. And there's a link there and they can buy buy a kilometer. You know, there's 5,000 kilometers between New York and Galway and we're selling every one of them at 50 euros. Uh, so the, the aim is to raise 250,000 for the four charities. And just on that, um, Galway Bay Brewery, whom I mentioned earlier, are one of our partners. They have only three weeks ago or four weeks ago, they decided because of the work that primarily Damien is doing and, you know, how just disciplined and how dogged he's been and and also the work of the four charities, they're donating the price of a pint of their full sale lager for every kilometre between New York and Galway. So that's, I'll do the maths, which is always a dangerous thing to do when you're live in a podcast, but it's 30,000 euros. It's 5,000 kilometers by six euros. So they're donating 30,000 euros to the four charities. And that's why Project Empower exists as a platform to do good. Uh, it's, and, and, you know, I can speak personally, uh, you know, um, I've had days listening to the podcast, and so I'm probably a lot closer to it than most people, where, you know, I've, it, it's given me a kick in the ass to say, listen, stop whinging, stop moaning, just get up and get it done. You know, um, one of the things that Damien shared in the podcast, one of the mantras was an old, I think it's it's an old Buddhist mantra of um, chop wood, carry water, you know, which is a metaphor for just do the work, just do the work, what needs to be done now. And uh, I, I would normally be reasonably disciplined around chopping wood and carrying water, but that particular day I kind of was I don't know what was going on, but I was feeling a bit sorry for myself. And why isn't this happening? And why isn't that person doing this? And why didn't the other person do that? And I listened to the podcast and I'm like, oh, come on, get a grip of yourself. Just chop wood and carry water. Do the work, you know. And I think when when you see the work that the charities are doing and they do it all the time. And so if people want to help our project, they can do that by helping the charities. We will be announcing an auction. So to make up the little shortfall we have in our own kind of project budget, we'll be announcing an auction shortly, an online auction for an ocean rowing experience with Damien. This will be off the west coast of Ireland for a couple of nights. 
and will also include accommodation at a hotel in Galway and a very special bottle of rare Middleton whiskey that Damien will share with the uh, purchaser of the auction prize after they complete their ocean rowing experience and will share the story of his own experience, you know, rowing the North Atlantic and so on. So it's not for the faint hearted, you know, you would want to be somebody who would be attracted to that kind of challenge. It would only be for maybe two nights or three nights, you know, depending on what the weather's like and so on, but it will involve, you know, getting yourself out of your comfort zone and going out into the deep, dark night on the deep, dark ocean and uh, seeing what that is like and experiencing that cold food, etc., etc. So if that's something that people are drawn to, we'll be putting details of that up on our social medias quite soon. And there'll be an auction portal opened on our website. And we're hoping that that will kind of bridge the small gap we have at the end to just cover everything off. So, uh, and if people just want to donate to the project, then I'm happy for you to share my contact details, Sophie, through your own platforms, if you wish. And if they want to get in touch with me and if they want to help that way, they, they could do that also. And then obviously Damien himself, um will be available when he gets back you know he spent you mentioned his partner um Roselle and his daughter Elodie so you know like everybody else they have uh, my dad <laughs> my dad is quite a pragmatic individual so he rang me this morning and um I, I had been doing a radio interview here in Ireland talking about the project and he rang me to tell me first of all what I did wrong um, and how I could have done it better. Thanks, Dad. Really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And and then of course he says, and um, come here. Um, who who's paying your man for this? I said, how do you mean who's paying who? You know, your man in the boat, Damien. Who's paying him for this? How was he getting paid? What do you mean? How was he getting paid? Like, you sure isn't he? How long is he out there? Is he three months? Is he four months? How long is he? What? How is he? What's happened with his? Who's his partner and his bay? What's what's going on there? How was he getting paid? And the truth is, he's not, you know, he's not getting paid. Um, but Damien does does work uh, as, as a, a speaker. He does share his story and his thoughts and his processes and his models in the speaking environment. So any corporates in New York, and I'm sure there are many listening to your podcast that might be interested in having Damien as a speaker, you know, they'll find him online through his own Instagram or through his own uh, channels or they can contact me or whatever. So that's another way that people can get involved and can assist and so on and so forth if they wish. Absolutely. And I will make sure to leave all of the links to Project Empower, the Instagrams, the social media and your own contact details with this podcast, Mac. It's going to be so exciting to see the next steps when he gets back on dry land and he has time to rest, recover. To hear the story from him will be incredible. Um, so it's going to be an amazing space to keep watching. And I know you're tight on time because as we record today, is it's Tuesday, the 27th of September. Damien is getting closer to Galway. I think you're expecting him to arrive at some point this week. What do you think that's going to be like to see Damien row into Galway Bay? How have you pictured this day for, for almost three months? I've been picturing this day for sorry um for um <clears throat> um for a lot longer than three months. It, it will be amazing. It it will be uh, just incredible. I, I 
there's no greater feeling that I know of, certainly, than seeing people who are really close to us achieve their ambitions, particularly when those ambitions are, you know, incredibly ambitious, for want of a better term. So what will it feel like? It'll just be huge. Uh, It just will be absolutely amazing. And um, we've had so much contact from all sorts of people. You know, the Iron Islands are three islands off the west coast of Ireland that uh, some of the listeners may be familiar with. They're going to be lighting bonfires as Damien passes by, rowing into Galway, and that'll be the first sight that he sees. All of the kind of marine uh, fraternity in around Galway, uh, so sailing clubs, rowing clubs, uh, traditional sailing clubs, which would be, you know, the Irish traditional sailing boats, the hookers, the glochos, the pukorns, etc., they're they're all going out sea kayakers are going out on the bay they tell me i've had some people who own helicopters contact me to say they want to do flyovers people have contacted me to say they're going to do little firework displays etc as he's passing in and so organically it's it's growing you know the the harbor have been you know the the port of galway authority have just been so helpful they're setting aside a space for the boat and so on and yeah, so we're hoping that all of this noise will deliver thousands of people to the streets around the docks and uh, welcome them home. If anybody ever deserved a, a massive homecoming after an arduous journey, uh, and I say arduous with a capital A, then Damien certainly does. And please God, we'll have that on Saturday, Sunday or Monday of this week. So we're recording, as you said, on the 27th of September and uh, it's Tuesday. So the hope is that we'll see him Saturday, Sunday or Monday, weather weather, uh, permitting. Wow. Wow, Mark. How hair-raising to think about that moment whenever Damien starts to see the fires burning on, the bonfires burning on the Iron Islands. And it reminds me actually of uh, stories my dad used to, would have told me of Irish people immigrating to the US and they would light fires on the mountains as they would take off on their boats uh, on the yeah. famine ships so again just so many yeah. layers of of symbolism and of strength and wish you all the best on what will be a very busy and emotional week thank you again Magdara and I hope to have another conversation maybe down the line whenever everything has settled so Sophie, thanks so much for all your support. And um, it's only because of people like you that we can share our message and that we can, you know, share the message of Project Empower and the platform. And uh, I know that Damien has plans for what Project Empower will do next. Um, and I might just mention that now if, if people um, haven't heard it in the podcast. So if any women listening would be interested in completing an ocean row, that is the next chapter in Project Empower's history. It's to empower uh, two women to row an ocean. So if there are any women listening who would be interested in in completing that challenge or having that experience, uh, you might be one of them yourself, Sophie, I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, you can contact either Damien uh, or the Project Empower platform, and that's going to be the next chapter in Project Empower's history. So yeah, that'll be quite exciting. But it's only because of people like yourself who take your own time and invest your own energy and give us your attention that we can we can share the message of our project and focus people's attention on Damien and on Gussie 
and uh, we're really really grateful for that so thank you so much oh, thank you so much Mike